Hi there, everyone. It's uh, Jamie Johns here uh, from Sky Accountants. I'm the CEO. And in today's podcast, I've got with me um, Ashley Carmichael, who is a, a director and a senior client manager at Sky, and also our chief technical officer. Uh, welcome, welcome, Ash. How are you today? Hi, Jamie. I'm good. Good to be here. How are you going? Yeah, going at, going really well, Ash. And I'm I'm pretty uh, interested to hear about this long term topic in today's podcast that's been around for quite some years as long as I've been an a tax accountant anyway and uh, the topic today that we're going to talk about is employees uh, versus contractors um, how long has this topic been around do you think Ash oh it's been around forever I, I, I can't remember a time where it wasn't an issue and it only seems to get more complicated the more that time wears on. Um, yeah, absolutely. Look, I remember when I started as an as an accountant and advising clients, um, it seemed to be a topic and it had all types of connotations around, um, you know, entitlements and how tax is treated and that type of thing. And and recently, Ash, it's, it's really um, become a highlight again in the news or, or with the ATO um, could you explain a little bit around the the recent um, guidance, if you like, that you know, and what the tax office are looking at at the moment? Yeah, look, that's right. the The ATO um, just before Christmas in December, they they've issued some draft documents. One is a, a tax ruling, which is TR two thousand and twenty two D three. Yes, um, and also a. Um, practical compliance guide which is pcg 2022 d5 um and so they're they're just open for consultation at the moment it's not the final um, position of the ato but these things don't tend to change too much but Mm. look look essentially what's happened they they have a um, or had a document of tax ruling from 2005 that they've sort of updated piecemeal along the way. But um, back in February 22, so a year ago, there were a couple of fairly important high court decisions. Um, They weren't actually tax decisions. They were about um, industrial relations issues, you know, fair work. Yeah. uh, those were the uh, the CFMEU versus personal contracting, and there was another one, ZG yeah. Operations v. Jamsec. Ash, uh, just, to, just to stop you there, just to sort of mm. give our audience context, if you like, but at a basic level, why, why is it important, Ash, to distinguish um, people from being a contractor to an employee? Like what's the real... What's yeah, look, that, that's a really good question. And look, there's a, a number of different areas where this comes into play. So hmm. you know, these documents from the ATO, their focus is mainly on when they're an employee and and their yep. PAYG withholding obligations. But yes. it impacts super guarantee. Yep. It impacts work cover. It impacts payroll tax. Yes. Um, and then there's also the, all the fair work issues around, you know, do these people need to be paid award rates? You know, do they oh, I see. entitlements yeah. like holidays? 
you know, yeah. a myriad of different things. So um, it's a, it has massive impact in if someone's classified as an employee as the half a dozen points that you've pointed out versus being a contractor mm. and, the, and the business owner's obligations around the difference. So, yeah. That's right. And from a business perspective, um, yeah. it, the risk you know, fairly and squarely re- resides with the, the business. The small business. You know, they're the ones who cop the um, the penalties yeah. and that yeah. sort of stuff if they get it wrong. And and the other sort of issue that's emerging now is that, that we're seeing in this space is the sort of reputational damages that the businesses can suffer if they're seen oh. to be yeah. not treating employees the right way. Yeah, is the right way. And as the tax office recently in those sort of updates that you mentioned earlier, have they have they really refined the criteria to help people, you know, determine whether someone is employee versus a contractor? Well, yes and no. Um, so th- those high court cases I mentioned, um, they're mm. sort of the instigator of the ATO updating this ruling, and yeah. What's not really changing is the indicia of when someone is an employee versus a contractor. That's based on you know, case law that's been around for a long time, long, long mm-hmm. time. Um, but what those cases did was they clarified that mm-hmm. um, you know what needs to be looked at when you're appraising those criteria. Yeah. And so fundamentally what they said is that where there's a written contract between the worker and the business, then you have to look only at that contract at the time that it was made. And it, you know, they use this terminology, um, an objective assessment of the contract. Yes. And, you know, they're looking at specifically the legal rights and obligations that are embodied by that contract and how that stacks up against the time-honoured criteria. Yes. And this has been a bit of a change because historically um, there was this sort of look at the totality of the arrangement, not just the contract. Oh, so this this is a... You know, how things are done after the contract. Yes. So this made. is more of a focus coming back to the the contract at the time. Like That's right. It's a fairly sort of significant, significant. shift in terms of how this yeah. stuff is looked at. Yes. Um, and it in a way it sort of narrows it down um and and mm. deals just specifically with well what are the rights and obligations in the contract and what do they suggest is the right classification for this worker Um, so moving forward ash does that affect small business like uh historically like someone who had a contract maybe you know five years ago or is it more forward looking now or or um, just everyone look at it it can go back so Mm -hmm. you know if you engage someone as a contractor Mm -hmm. a year ago um and mm. that were to come into the spotlight and be reviewed now, yes. um, then it would be this criteria that we're looking at to work out whether or not oh, okay. that person is or isn't a contractor. Um, 
Yeah. Notwithstanding that at the time you started working with them, you know, the approach might have been a bit different. Could you tell us a little bit more about that criteria, maybe? Well, look, the the criteria that we're looking for when we're we're trying to work out whether someone is an employee versus a contractor, at a high level, it's the you know, the terminology we use is is it a contract of service? i.e. an employee versus a contract for service being a contractor, um, which is a bit of a subtlety. But essentially what you start doing is you start looking at some of these, what they call the indicia, and so whether or not there's control. So if there's a high level of control, it points more towards an employee. So if the the business has a fair degree of control, Yes. Um, whether or not there's a right to delegate. So, for example, mm. if um, you're mm-hmm. contracting me and I'm entitled to delegate, delegate. that we're doing Work. to other people, yes, it's a fairly strong indication that it's a genuine contractor relationship. Yes. Um, whereas, you know, if I'm not allowed to delegate or I've got to get your permission, um, it might point the other direction. Yes. Um whether or not um, the the engagements to achieve a result, so okay. that's the classic: am I employed by the hour or by the day? Or, oh, I see. Or am I employed to complete a certain job? Yes. Um, whether or not the worker provides their own tools and, and equipment. equipment. Mm. So if I turn up on your work site and I pick up your hammer and saw yeah. and get to work um, yeah. that's that's indi- indicating an Patient. employee versus if, you know if i turn up and i've got all my own kit yes um that suggests more of an in, a contractor yeah um, the the exposure to risk okay so you know a contractor mm-hmm. should bear a level of risk should something go wrong so whether that's um, you know, yeah. for damages or for rectification, that sort yeah. of thing. Um, and whether or not there's um, generation of goodwill. So, you know, if oh, you think yeah. about a typical business, yeah. you know, over time you you develop some goodwill around that business. Yes. Um, whereas if you if it's more of an employee there, there will be an absence of that goodwill. And, you know, that can include things like, you know, does the, the public see that oh, person yeah. operating under their own business name and that sort yeah, of stuff? Yes, yeah. So yeah, look, some, yeah. Of, some of those points there, Ash, are, are not new in a general sense, but are they then pointing back to the, if there is a contract um, involved, then, you know, that contract becomes a reflection of those points that you said and can hold more weight these Yeah, days. look, you're spot on there. Um, mm. So those criteria are, are as old as the hills. Um, that's been around for a long time. Tom, yes. But what we're, what we're looking at now is how do you assess those criteria? Going way back, you just yes. looked at the totality, totality. of what yes. was going on, whereas the high court in those cases said no, and um, we would only do that in exceptional circumstances. If there's a written mm. contract, um, then 
mm. we should only be looking at that contract and seeing mm. what it what it's got to say you know as yeah. to those points yeah yeah no it's it's certainly interesting because it you know as you said at the start the risk that someone you know maybe was previously classified as a contractor and then with this new guidance coming in someone then being classified as an employee it brings in all those obligations that you know you said earlier fair work superannuation um the list goes on and on so yeah it's a good point um that you know small businesses i think really need to get some advice on and um you know is there anything that businesses should do uh now ash with this new sort of uh direction that the tax office are taking is there things that the the uh, ordinary small business person should take action with this knowledge yeah look look there is and this area is just such a tough area for small and medium businesses mm. and even for large businesses because it's just so complicated and there's so much gray area yeah um but you know it's also a really risky area that you know the consequences of getting it wrong can be really significant yes both you know as i said earlier in terms of you know monetary yeah. impact yes um you know, for example, dealing with this PAYG aspect, you can get hit with um, yeah. failure to withhold penalties, yeah. which are, you know, really significant. Yeah. What would you suggest people do then, do you think? Well, look, they've, they've got to do their best to get across the topic. And, yeah. you know, these documents that I've referred to, so TR 2022-D3 mm-hmm. and PCG 2022-D5, yeah, they are, they're available. You can just Google them, and you'll find, find them. them. And yeah. they're reasonably plain English documents. You know, most people have a good go at reading them, and I'd encourage them to do that. Yes, if they're using contractors. But if they're using contractors, yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, you know, look, it, it's it just is an important area, and it, yeah. it does deserve, yeah, you know, an investment in time. But you know, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you if you're using contractors, contractors, you know, you, you need to talk to someone who's familiar with yeah, the area and, and get some guidance. Yeah, uh, and make and and periodically review what you're doing. Things sort of have a way of evolving over time, yeah. and you know, yeah. arrangements might have been kosher, yeah, months ago, but. As not anymore involved, you know? yeah so yeah. I, th- I think your point there is very good like the message here in today's podcast is if you've um got existing contractors uh who, who should people reach out to ash they can reach out to the office yeah and, look your accountants a, a good yeah. first port of call point you of know call. get in touch with us um, yes you know our whole team's right across this issue and you know yes absolutely willing to to help people yes get an understanding and also to you know review what's going on um yeah you know, there's still a bit of a wait and see approach here we you know the, the consultation process is happening these documents might get tweaked a bit before mm-hmm. they're finalized yeah um so we'll have to keep monitoring that and we'll keep updating people you know through our newsletters and that sort of thing yes um, yes but yep. it, like it, it just 
needs time. You know, there's other things happening as well in this space, mm-hmm. um, particularly around payroll tax and yeah, and um, businesses in the health sector. So you know, yeah. GPs, dentists, you know, physios, yeah. um, optometrists, etc. That there's a fairly common practice structure they use where the where the professionals or the clinicians are uh, often contractors and there have been a couple of significant cases with state revenue offices around payroll tax one of them in victoria and another one in new south wales so it's very it's very important and those industries that you mentioned are really across this then well yeah it is very much so because those you know, anyone in those industries will know that those arrangements are really prevalent. Yes, that's um, right. And um, yeah, you know, what the outcome of those cases wasn't great for what those <laughs> arrangements yeah. are. And, you know, there's a big question mark now whether there's sort of big payroll tax obligations. Payroll tax, of course, or the state tax, isn't it? Yeah. But, but, you know, just to, you know, keep it as complicated as possible, one of those cases, it's called Thomas and Nas, um, it's been appealed. Um, it'll be heard a bit later this year. Yes. And depending on what the outcome of that is, that, you know, that might. And what did that case sort of involve in a, in a snapshot, if I could ask you? That, that was a GP practice um, or is a GP practice up in New South Wales. Yes. Um, we're in Melbourne. Um, And what it was is the classic structure where a a number of the GPs that were operating in that practice were actually um, independent and they pay a service fee to the practice for the rooms and Mm -hmm. support staff and, you know, all that, the usual business. And so what happened is the... um, so the, you know, as is normally the case, the practice collects all the the receipts from the patients. Yes. Um, on behalf of those doctors, it would then charge a service fee. It deducts that service fee and then sends the the yes. leftover money to the doctor. Yes. Now, um, you know, it's historically been held that that type of um, arrangement isn't one of employee or mm-hmm. even a, you know what they call a rateable contractor a contractor um, yeah um and um not subject to payroll tax but of course you know these these decisions have sort of held contrary to that and that payroll and tax would be applicable, applicable. and now payments. that's on appeal well that's right so yeah. um yeah. you know yeah the Victorian case was similar, involving some optometrists. Um, there was a few sort of distinguishing factors, which murky the water there. That one isn't being appealed, but this no, case in New South Wales is. Yeah. Um, and at the moment, um, those in that industry um, yes. are really sort of everything's a bit up in the air. Yeah. It's hard to know which way to go. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, when that case mm-hmm. is heard, so to be in the New South Wales Supreme Court, mm-hmm. um, hopefully we get a decision that clears up. Yeah. Some of the confusion. confusion. And we'll know yeah. where we stand. 
Yeah. Mm. Well, Ash, thanks for your time today in this podcast. Um, look, if if anyone has contractors, you know, we I we both encourage you to reach out um, to Sky Accountants, reach out to our office and our our team of accountants and client managers will definitely be able to help you. So uh, thanks, thanks for your time today, Ash. No, thanks for taking the time to chat to me. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, see you in the next podcast. Anyway, uh, bye everyone. Oh, <laughs>